RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. I hope everybody enjoyed that playoff football uh, last weekend. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think we saw and realized maybe how far our Buccaneers are from that, and our Buccaneers are far from that, okay? So we have a long way to go. Um, today, I'm going to talk about the future of the Buccaneers. I'm um, going to go over why maybe we weren't there and maybe the way this team is going to turn out a little bit. Let's hope that uh, I can have some optimism amongst this talking because it's going to be tough because when I break down scientifically what happened to the Buccaneers this year, you're going to realize there's no they had no business there and they're meaning in the playoffs. They weren't a playoff football team. If you watched that game yesterday, those games yesterday and the game the day before, we don't rush the ball well enough. We don't protect the passer well enough. We don't have enough speed. We don't run the football well enough. There's not many things we did well enough this year to make to the playoffs and make and make a difference, and we didn't. So, you know, it's not rocket science. Now, let's go over some statistics, okay? And statistics at times can be deceiving. That is a fact, all right? Let's go over some defensive statistics for the Buccaneers in general. Now, when you watch this Buccaneer team this year, I thought they were better defensively than they were offensively. I think every Buccaneer fan has to realize that. They were better defensively. We were not good offensively this year at all. The Bucs ranked number nine defensively this year. That ain't that bad. That's not bad. You can win with that. You can win championships. People won championships with 15th ranked defenses. It happens, okay? But when you're the ninth ranked team, you have to do things great. Some, you got to do something great. So if you're, if you're the ninth-ranked defense, and that's, like I said, it's a good ranking. But what did the Bucks do great this year defensively? Did they get after the passer great this year? They were okay. They weren't great. They were okay. Did they stop the run this year? I looked at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers gave up 120 yards rushing a game. 120 yards rushing a game. If you go back to the Buccaneers and the days where they were great, you do not run the ball 100 yards. Almost never. So I think we thought maybe this Buccaneer defense was better than it really was. Okay? Did did we make big plays and big moments? If so, who was it? Do we turn the ball over? Defensively, we just kind of, we were good. We were just good. And that, and that was it. Okay? That's on one side of the ball. Now, let's talk about the offense. All right? You want to know what our issue was this year? Clearly our offense. It's clear. Okay? I just said our defense was good enough to win a Super Bowl. Probably. Okay? I'd like to, if you watch the defenses that are out there still, boy, they rush the passer better than we do. And they stop the run better than we do. So, we were good enough if we had an explosive offense. If we have Cincinnati's offense or Kansas City's offense, maybe. But those guys' defenses are better than ours, to be honest with you. Okay, here we go. Let's break it down offensively. Offensively, the Bucks are ranked 15th. Doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad from an outsider looking in. If you're a Buccaneer fan like we are, we watch every damn down. 
every snap. That wasn't a middle of the league offense this year. It wasn't. We didn't. We don't run the ball well. We don't protect well. We didn't throw the ball well this year. We didn't really go deep much this year. So you ask me what we did well offensively, I can't tell you. We were just average at pretty much everything this year, unfortunately. 15th ranked offensively, all right? You could say, you know, we could win with that. And I get I get it. You could win with 15 ranked offensively. Hold up now. Let me tell you why you can't. Okay, 15 rank, you can, you, you can win. Rushing. I'm, okay, the name of this podcast is In the Trenches. Obviously, I understand how important running the football is. Now, I, I beg and I plead for teams to run the football because when it comes to January, there's times where it's third and one, fourth and one, you have to run the football, as you saw yesterday, and those teams were able to do it. Our Buccaneers were ranked 32nd running the football this year. 32nd, we averaged 3.4 yards a carry. That's as low as I've ever seen, people. The 31st ranked defense was the Houston Texans. They off our uh, rushing game. They they averaged 3.7 yards. So they averaged, they averaged a third more yard than we were. We were 32nd, okay? We averaged... 77 yards rushing a game. There's some teams that have numerous players that average that. You can't win, people. You cannot win in the NFL averaging 77 yards rushing. You can't win, period. Done, over with, end of story. All right? So you want to look where we faltered this year? For God's sakes, run the gosh darn football. We didn't run the football. We didn't even try to run the football. But the thing is, 3.4 yards a carry, how often you want to run it? Chicago Bears, you know what they average per carry? 5.4. Baltimore Ravens, 5.2. Now, a lot of that's due to the quarterback. But when you have a quarterback that can't go nowhere no more, I understand he never could, but if protection breaks down, we done. If protection breaks down with the Buccaneers with Tom Brady in there, it's over. End of story. I'm going to get to this later on. I'm not sure this Buccaneer team wouldn't have been better off with another quarterback and maybe another quarterback that was on our roster. At the end of it, when I'm watching it, we didn't score no points, man. We didn't score any points. And to have Tom Brady and his expertise out there, Maybe it was a waste this year. Very possible. It could have been a waste, okay? Now, we just talked about running game and how important a running game is for an offense. What Our offense was ranked 15th. Not the worst thing in the world. 32nd ranked rushing. That's the worst thing in the world. And 32nd by far. That means you didn't try and I don't get it. And at the end of the season, in a way, I wanted to defend Byron Leftwich, but when, when, the, when I see that, I can't defend him no more. You didn't try. You didn't give the offensive line a chance to win a football game. Not one time this year. Points per. The Bucks, 25th. Points per. With Tom Brady, 25th. Last year, this Buccaneer team played poorly and scored 30, 35 points offensively. This year, 18.4 uh, points a game. It's not close 
to being enough, okay? Kansas City Chiefs scored 496 points this year, and the Buccaneers scored 313. It's not the same sport. The Kansas City Chiefs are not playing the same sport as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played this year. Okay, so if you want to look to see the issues, there's a lot of issues this year. And we can blame Todd Bowles if you want. We can blame Byron Leftwich if you want. Can blame anybody. It was collective. It was you could go all the way up to the front office and Jason Light. There's a lot of things that were done this year that did, didn't make any darn sense. And there's gonna be a lot of decisions that need to be made going forward. That is going to really say a lot for the uh, uh, future of this Buccaneer team. Because, you know, we're going to talk about reloading and rebuilding. The Bucs aren't reloading. The Bucs aren't. Re- you reload You reload from a Super Bowl year. You don't reload from an eight, nine year where, you know, you didn't score any points. You don't, you don't reload from that. You have to rebuild. So the Bucs are going to be doing some rebuilding. From what I hear, the Bucs are... 35 point something million dollars over the cap or the Brady is 35.4 million dollars of dead money if he goes away okay the bucks themselves are 44 million dollars over the cap so where do you think they go from here does anybody think Tom Brady's coming back I'm not putting my hand up I, I don't think he's coming back from what I hear the way he said goodbye to his teammates. A lot of them think that's done. And you know your brother. You know how your brother acts. You know how your brother feels. I think they know that. But if Tom Brady doesn't play here next year, and I'm to a point where I don't know if that's even a good thing or not. I don't even know if Tom Brady should play here next year. Does anybody think if Tom Brady plays next year, this Bucks team is going to make the playoffs? I don't. Because there's going to be a lot of decisions that need to be made. And you know when you when you win a Super Bowl, sometimes you got to kind of pay the piper after that. The piper's coming. And the Bucks are going to have to pay the piper here pretty darn soon. Okay? It, it hits the end of the road. And this, this might be the end of the road. So there's going to be a lot of restructuring going on in the offseason. And let me tell everybody something about restructuring. Everybody always gives the athletes love for restructuring their contract. They're not doing anything crazy. If, if you make $100,000 in 2023 and your boss comes up to you and say, hey, we want to give you $70,000 up front, you're going to say no? That's all restructuring it is. That's all it is. So there's a lot of people out there that are going to be there for restructuring. Godwin, for one, for sure, he's going to be a $24 million hit. That's going to be big. Um, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett just signed a big deal. We need Shaq Barrett, but it's going to be worth a lot of money. He may be somebody restructure, sit back, do a little something. Ryan Jensen, we have to make some decisions about Ryan Jensen. Don't know. Well, I think he has one more year in his contract. Do you bring him back? Do you put the young kid back in? It's a decision you have to make. The decisions you have to weigh things, okay? There's a salary cap hit, and then there's dead money. So do you cut somebody and pay for him to not be there? That's the question, okay? Vita Vea, another guy, signed a big deal. Are we better with Vita Vea? Yes. Is Vita Vea worth the money he's getting? I didn't see it. Not this year, okay? You know, 
Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith believes in the last year's contract. We weren't worse without him. We weren't. And when you're talking about giving somebody $30, $40 million to be below average, to me, that's an easy decision. When Wells went in there, we weren't much worse. We weren't much better, but we weren't much worse. And that Walton kid, I didn't hear his name as much as I heard Donovan Smith when Donovan went down. So that's going to be a decision to make. Cameron Brait, that's not. Cameron Brait, as I know he's a crowd favorite, uh, he's made a lot of money to do a little bit in the last little bunch of bunch of years, okay? I applaud him. He played hurt. He got concussions, whatever. It's time to pull the plug on Cameron Brait. Uh, he's making a lot of money to be a third-string tight end. That doesn't block. A lot, okay? You go back, he's made, I don't know how much Cameron Brait's made. I'm not hating somebody for making their money. But if you make a bunch of money, if you made $40 million in the last five years, I like to see the statistics, and they like they better equate to $40 million, and I don't need to go back. They do not. Leonard Fournette, it's not his team anymore. You make too much money. You're going to have to go. Gage, it didn't work. Ryan Suckup, you make a lot of damn money. Got to make some decisions. So the Buccaneers have a lot of decisions to make here in the offseason. Now, I talked a little bit earlier about Donovan Smith and what they may do with Donovan Smith. I don't know if they don't have a conversation with Tristan Wirfs, who got banged up towards the end of the season. Ended up missing, I think, two games, I believe. And maybe the best right tackle I've ever seen. Best pass-blocking left tackle, right tackle I've ever seen. Boy, I tell you what, if he switched to left tackle next year and played anywhere close to his right tackle, He's going to be worth a lot of money. If you could switch, listen, Tristan Wirfs can be a lot of money, worth a lot of money at right tackle. Mess around and put him at left tackle, and and he does the same thing. He's going to be worth forty million because he's the best I've seen. All right, Trent Williams right now may be the best I've seen, but Tristan Wirfs as a pass blocker is his equal, not as a run blocker. And Tristan Wirfs is very very young. Trent Williams is taking a you know, beeline to the to the Hall of Fame. Tristan Wirfs can be doing the same if he keeps his nose clean, all right? So look at that. Look to see if Tristan Wirfs maybe, you know, heads over to that left tackle position. That's one of those, those some of those things that the Buccaneers have to sit back and talk about in, in the offseason. Now, quarterback. That's the, that's the big question. Who's going to be our quarterback next year? If, if you're Tom Brady and you kind of felt his body language this year, he didn't really have the body language of somebody who was really dying to come back here. I didn't see it. I didn't feel it, okay? I know he's a guy who loves to win, and I love all that part of it. But listening to Gronkowski and Julian Edelman and some of his friends from, you know, off the field, it sure sounds like they say that he is done and over with. Now, this is a lot different situation than last year and the year before. Two years ago when the Buccaneers got Tom Brady, probably half the teams would have said, hell yeah, give me Tom Brady. Last year, at the end of last year, now Tom Brady led the league in passing last year. I guarantee 10 of the teams say, let me get that. How many teams do you think want Tom Brady after last, after this he just went by? That was a different looking year, people. He's 45. He's going to be 46 years old. If you don't have a loaded, stacked team, he ain't the guy anymore. 
Tom Brady's not the guy if your team isn't loaded and stacked, okay? Because there was a couple times this year where stuff broke down, and I don't know if there's anybody in a worse situation than Tom Brady. He, he, he conceded too much this year. He conceded sacks this year. What about, what about the Raiders? The Raiders aren't good offensively. You're going to put Tom Brady in that? What about the 49ers? Have you watched Brock Purdy play? You think Tom Brady be better in that offense? I don't. I don't even think it's going to be close. Purdy's getting himself out of situations. Purdy's arm is better than Brady's now. Maybe his brain's not better, but why would you pull the plug on somebody who doesn't lose? Purdy doesn't lose. He hasn't lost yet. Why are we talking about Tom Brady going to San Francisco when they have a quarterback that hasn't lost yet? It's disrespectful to that young man, okay? So let's see. Let's see. The NFL itself has been quite, you know, kind of breaking us in with all these Europe games. I think next year is going to be five European games. Gonna be the, I'm going to let everybody know right now. Expansion in the NFL is inevitable. There's going to be four European teams soon. No doubt in my mind. There's going to be so much money piling the NFL. There's going to be four European teams very, very soon. Tom Brady and the way he was involved with shenanigans and tomfoolery in the offseason last year, don't be shocked if maybe he is talking with the Dolphins again. The Dolphins, what are they going to do with Tua? They have, they don't know. Don't be shocked if you know Brady and Sean Payton maybe are in cahoots for maybe one year. Brady's going to want to own a piece of something. Maybe if you're the Raiders, you say, let me come here for one year. Let me give you a little piece of this. And maybe you don't know. It's Tom Brady. It's not the same as everybody else, okay? And if you want to know if the Buccaneers want Tom Brady to come back, I don't know that for a fact. Do you think the Buccaneers are going to win with Tom Brady next year? I don't. So is it time to start over? Because the Buccaneers strong-armed you into buying next year's or this year's tickets you already bought them it's already sold out it doesn't matter if it's Kyle Trask or Lane Gabbert or Tom Brady the tickets are sold out so if you're going to say we're going to bring Tom Brady in just to sell tickets the tickets have been sold already there's not really any other reason to bring in Tom Brady this roster is not going to be a Super Bowl roster next year I told you at the beginning all those different things we have to do you have to, we're, this is going to be a lesser roster next year and it's gonna to me. It's gonna be up to Tom, and I don't think Tom wants to come back. Period. And this is business, all right. Maybe Tom does front office one year. Maybe you give me a couple percentages of the Raiders, and maybe I'll play there for one year. Be a player coach. I don't know what the situation is, but it's Tom Brady, and it's not the same situation as everywhere else. If Tom Brady does sign somewhere immediately they're going to sell out their tickets, immediately. So how many other quarterbacks can do that? So he definitely does have, you know, some kind of power out there. And he's still Tom freaking Brady, okay? He's Tom freaking Brady. He's going to be that till till he dies. I personally think Byron Leftwich fell, fell on the sword. Going over the statistics that I said, it's something that has to be done because something has, you have to have a change. When you come in 32nd in anything, change is, change is very necessary. But if you ask me, as a former player, where the blame was, I'm putting 80% on the players and 20% on the coaching. You could call any play. 
You can call a play that has four streaks, but if the quarterback doesn't want to hold the ball, it ain't going to work. You can call any play. You can call any running play, but if you're only getting 3.4 yards a run, what the hell are you doing? So, okay, we fired Byron Leftwich and a bunch of other coaches resigned. That's okay. That's good, probably for the Buccaneers, but I'm blaming the coaching way less than the players. The Bucs just weren't that good offensively this year, okay? And look around the NFL for quarterbacks, and the, the four quarterbacks are in the, still in the playoffs are great quarterbacks. Purdy is looking great, but the other three are legitimately great. And then look around the NFL for what else is out there. Lamar Jackson, who had his PCL. Now, there's detractors out there that were like, he should have played, he should have played, he should have played. How dare you? How dare you do that? So for a guy that was getting his head smashed in his whole career and was out there without a contract and people said he shouldn't have been and have a PCL tear, and for him to not play in a game and you say that it's it's he should be in the game, shame on you. Personally, I never question an NFL player and his heart. I won't do it. I'm not doing it, okay? The, or, the Ravens that organization left him out to dry. And he bet on himself. So you want somebody to bet betting on himself to play 60% in a playoff game? You really want that, huh? And the team, who, the team who didn't give you your money when you should have got it the last three years, and you had to bite it and you know bite your lip, you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice for that team? Would you? Would you? So wherever you work, if they underpay you, underpay you, underpay you, and it's time for you to sacrifice, you're gonna sacrifice. Ask yourself that, okay? Listen, I, I, I sacrificed. I played hurt. I re-signed with the Bucks. You know, when I thought, when it comes back, they're going to reciprocate and they're going to show me loyalty. Ask me if I got loyalty on the back end. There's no loyalty in the NFL. I hope everybody knows that. I know that the, the tough way, okay? And looking at the quarterback situation in the NFL, the quarterback situation is so important as we're seeing in the playoffs right now. Joe Burrow is going to win one. Joe Burrow is going to win a Super Bowl. He's that good. If he stays healthy, he's, he's going to win a Super Bowl. If not this year, okay? When you go up against the Bills who look like they had everything going for them, eh, momentum, the whole nine yards at home, snowing, the whole thing, uh, the whole DeMar Hamlin thing who was in the stands. Um, it's only 20 days away from him having duo cardiac arrest on the field. Um, the Bills missed the running game. The Bills missed Von Miller and that pass rush. The Bills just didn't have as, as, as many good football players as the Bengals did. Now, the Bengals are going to mess around. They're going to play against Kansas City. And I said before, Kansas City scares me offensively. But defensively, that Kansas City pass rush did not look great. Chris Jones against the Bengals, who, the guards, that's going to be the key. Chris Jones balls out. That's the key to me. If the guards handle him, I don't think they have a chance. And Buffalo fans, I feel for you. I feel for you and what you've gone through throughout all those years. If you're a Philadelphia fan, I played there for two years. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a winner. Um, the Eagles dismantled the G-Men. And the thing is, um, everybody will look at that game and say, the Giants don't deserve to be there. The Giants want a game to be in, in the playoffs. They deserve to be there. 
They do. It's a process. They 100% deserve to be there. Everybody was like, well, the Cowboys didn't deserve to be there. Yes, they did. It's a process, people, okay? Now, during this process, and everybody's talking about Dak and Dak this and Dak isn't this and Dak isn't this. What Dak isn't is he's in the same position as Lamar where he should have been paid, okay? So Dak makes a lot of money, and that's not his fault. That's because that's Jerry Jones's fault that he messed around and effed up that contract, okay? So Dak's, does, you know, Got $45 million. He deserved every penny of it because he was underpaid, okay? The Niners' defense is great. The Buccaneers the Buccaneers defense wasn't. The Dallas Cowboys' defense is very good, as I told you before they played. I just thought that Tom Brady was going to do something. He just, he just didn't. But that game was won in the trenches, as it normally does. It's always won in the trenches. Rushing the ball down their throat. Running the football, okay? I'm not sure that bucket that the Dallas Cowboy team isn't better with Cooper Rush. And I'm gonna say something else that may upset some Buccaneer fans. I'm not totally sure Tom Brady was the best person to be quarterbacking our team this year. I'm not sure. In a different situation, I'm gonna say yes, Tom Brady'd be great on that team. Not this team. This team wasn't it wasn't stacked. Wasn't solid. O-line wasn't solid. Tight end, not solid. Receivers, okay. Running game, irrelevant. Coaching, play calling, eh, not great. Watch the San Francisco 49ers. Boy, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are the best duo in football right now. If you want to emulate, you know, a team, do that. Get good football players, and it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. That's what they're doing in San Francisco, and that's the way to do it. Niners playing the Eagles. Listen, Brock Purdy's 7-0, okay? You got to go 49ers, man. You got to go 49ers. Eagles look good, and I like Jalen Hurts, but to me as a whole, I think the 49ers are a better football team. Chiefs, Bengals, it all comes down to Mahomes' ankle. Even if Mahomes' ankle is 80%, Mahomes' Joe Cool just has his number, man. My, the Bengals are the most complete football team in the NFL right now, okay? The 49ers are the best coached football team right now. I see that happening in the, in the, in the finals. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But Joe Burrow has owned Mahomes. Joe Burrow has owned Josh Allen. And we always want to talk about Josh Allen being the greatest and Mahomes being the greatest. Joe Cools is kind of just inching his way in there and going, hey, yo, don't, for, don't forget about me. Joe Burrow in the in the key moment, I'm not sure I'm not taking taking him. But sitting back and watching a lot of football this weekend or last weekend, it, it came to the conclusion, as a Buccaneer fan, we were far from that. We were far away from what I saw last weekend. What I saw last weekend was teams that run the football, teams that rush the passer, teams that make relatively good decisions. Those are the teams that were winning. And the Buccaneers just didn't do that this year. Teams that coaching put them put their players in the right situation. The Buccaneers didn't do that this year. So Jason Light, Todd Bowles have to go back to the drawing board. And I have a funny feeling this Buccaneer team looks like a completely different football team next year. I, I, I just I don't see the success. I think it's this is rebuilding time, not reloading. 
it's time to rebuild and that's an unfortunate thing if anybody ever wants to hit me up I'm doing this once a week in the trenches this is a Buccaneer podcast but we're going to talk more football in general it's uh, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com and uh, my other podcasts are going to be popping up here soon as well so everybody have a wonderful week let's hope the Buccaneers do some good things in the offseason everybody be safe peace out you have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.